What's up, guys? It's been a long time, but we are back for another episode of the podcast. Brian is back. How are you doing? Doing good, man. I feel good to be back. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a long while, but uh, a lot of things have been going on in my life, but everything's figuring itself out, so it's good to be back and finally getting things back on the roll. Yeah, we both have been really busy over the past weeks, so we've just taken a break, but uh, today is Thanksgiving as we are recording this, um, but we are back for an episode and hopefully more episodes in the future, but we're going to go ahead and talk everything NFL that's been going on throughout the season. Jags, obviously, uh, pain. Um, we're going to predict this week's games, and I'm going to get this out the same day I'm recording it so that you guys can watch it. But yeah, let's go ahead and uh, get straight into things. We're going to start with the Jags. Um, oh my gosh, the Jags. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just start. Uh, we'll start with the offense. Um, the offense is not as good as we thought it would be. Uh, LaVisca, he, he's been good, but he's hurt now. Uh, Chark, he hasn't done much, but, I mean, it's not really his fault. Like, he's lacked effort at times, but you could see why. It, it's just a mess. Uh, hopefully he re-signs, but in this current situation, I don't see it happening. Uh, the play calling hasn't been as good as we thought it would be. The offensive line's been actually decent. They did better than we expected, but they're still not amazing. Uh, who else? There's just it's just a mess. Oh, also Keelan Cole has been great this season. But what do you? How do you feel about this offense? Well, there's a lot of things I can discuss about this offense. I mean. Start with the offensive line because I played offensive line in high school, which is kind of funny. Long story there, um, but they've been playing. They haven't been terrible. They haven't been great. They've been probably middle of the road. They've had some ups and downs though. The only big problem that I see right now, which there's time to fix, is Jawan Taylor has not had a good season. He's been getting bullied. He's struggling in the pass protection. He's been pretty solid in the run game, but his pass protection has been lacking severely. But he's in his second year, so it could be a sophomore slump. It's time to fix that. Uh, wide receivers, I think we have a good wide receiver core. <laughs> Problem is, we don't have a very good coaching staff. And the same with the offensive line. I think a new coaching staff would help them tremendously, especially the offensive line. You've got Shark, you got LaVisca, you've got Cole, you've even got Colin Johnson who needs to get some more play time. But the problem that I see with this offense is when there's no quarterback, everything's going to start struggling. Because when you put a quarterback in that's good, spark you see every time that happens is evident if you can get a good quarterback behind that line even if he's at least solid we all know that this team needs an elite quarterback considering what we've been through get a guy like fields or (laughs) even a even a free agent that's at least solid like even cam newton could be decent with that team but unfortunately we have a struggling problem with three different quarterbacks i don't know what the hell they're doing yeah, that kind of moves us into that kind of takeaway, uh, the quarterback situation. The Jags had played with two different quarterbacks, and we're about to play with our third this week. Uh, Gardner Minshew, we'll start with him. Um, that, I mean, he started lights out the first two weeks, I'd say, and we were all super excited, and then week three hit, and 
everything went downhill. And then obviously he got hurt week four and beyond. So you could give some excuses, but he still wasn't that great week three. So it's like, it's hard to say kind of with the injury, but nonetheless, I don't think Gardner Minshew is the future. I still love Gardner Minshew. Uh, and I'd really like him to play right now because our quarterbacks are terrible. So I'd like, I'd like Gardner Minshew to be back now, but for the future, uh, I think we're going to draft a quarterback, but we'll hold off on the draft talk for, uh, for a while. But yeah, we'll just go ahead and say we're going to need a QP. How do you feel about Gardner Minshew? I, oh man, I, I I love Minshew as a person, and just I do believe he deserves a second shot at least to just get a couple games in. I mean, I don't think he's the future, but I definitely think he needs to at least have a chance to show that he's at least the backup quarterback for the team. And I think he is the best quarterback in general on this team. I think Luton is a is a third strings or even practice squad player. Lennon, I think though, needs to stick around as a third string or just second string or some kind of situation for when we do get an eventual franchise QB to kind of mentor him. I mean, he's not a good quarterback, obviously, but any guy that's been in the league for a while is, is a good mentor. I mean, our ideal situation would have Brian Fitzpatrick instead of the guy on like nine different teams. But I'd say that either Luton or Glenn needs to be the backup or the third string, at least have a mentorship on that team. And then, you know, we got to get a new quarterback. Once we get a new quarterback, I think our offense is going to be pretty solid. Maybe get a new right guard because Can is not the best. Give Taylor another shot at right tackle and uh, see where we can go with things for next year and fill some holes on defense uh, for the draft or free agency. Yeah. Um, I think you pretty much hit that on the head, but you, th- you talked about Luton being a third stringer in practice squad. I, I, I agree. I mean, would he even be in the league if we had a uh, what's it called a um, a preseason? Because that would have been interesting to see him in the preseason overthrowing everybody. But yeah, I think Luton's terrible. Uh, I'm not even gonna waste my time on Luton just because he had four interceptions in one game. Doug Marone for some reason still let him play over Glennon in that game. Uh, he had that one good throw on his first snap, and then he's been terrible ever since, or his first completion of, of his career. Ever since then, he's been terrible. But yeah, let's move on to the coaches. First off, we're going to talk about how this week, the uh, co- the defensive coaches, multiple of them, including Todd Wash, will not coach this weekend because they are all out due, due to the COVID protocol. So, no Todd Wash this weekend. How do you feel about that? And just coaches in general as well. Kind of crazy that you just mentioned with COVID related. I just got breaking news that another player for a for the Browns has tested positive for the virus. So their, their facility is still closed. So their game is not looking good for Monday too, or for Sunday because they got rescheduled for Sunday. So off topic, Browns just got just got another positive test. So that's uh, that sticks for them. Hope they, uh, yeah, we play the Browns this week on Sunday. Oh, that's right. Oh, Jesus. Okay, uh, <laughs> Ravens and Steelers. Yeah, so we're facing the Browns Sunday. That's not looking good for us. That might end up getting review- postponed to their day because, uh, yeah, they're having a little bit of an outbreak. But so are we because our coaching staff is currently sidelined because of the virus, and it's the whole defensive line. And Osh isn't going to be available. The D-line coach isn't going to be available, and whoever else is in that. Uh, we're probably better without so. them anyways. 
we might, which might end up winning and end up causing, giving us a win. But I think uh, I, I, either way, I don't think even then, I don't think we're going to beat the Browns. The Browns are for some reason fairly really, really good against teams under 500. Yeah. Um, and then they're not great against teams above 500. So, I mean, that's the, kind of the theme of the Browns this year. But they have a better team. They're going to end up winning. I don't see that as a trap game. Um, but uh, it's just a bad situation for everybody. I think once COVID comes down, I think back backtrack a little bit. If we had a legitimate um, off season and Minshew actually had OTAs and training camp and preseason, I think he would have been a little better. But I also think that would have helped helped us understand if he's the guy or not sooner than later. And same with Luton being a backup or not. I think he would have struggled. He would have been off the team. And for all we know, it could have been Minshew, Lennon, maybe some other guy. I don't know. Maybe Luton on the practice squad. But Magoo, maybe, maybe he'd still be here. Who knows? McGough? Oh, man, I was a fan of him. I really liked McGough coming coming into the season. I was like, I hope everybody – I think a lot of – Quite a few fans really wanted him on the like practice squad, or at least the not even that because somebody snatched him up, but for uh, like as a backup or something. He had a lot of I thought he had a lot of potential to be a decent quarterback in the league if he uh, was given a shot, but of course he wasn't because Jaguars. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he looked like he had potential running. He just needed to fix his passing because he could run like really well. That's how he succeeded in the preseason, but he couldn't throw worth his life. Well, I just got more breaking news. I hate to say it. Um, I'm pulling Adam Schefter. Uh, Baltimore just had another positive test today, and it was just a coach. So one coach just posted, t- tested positive for COVID. So things are not getting better for the Browns, the Ravens. Jaguars, no news on which is good. But, yeah, another positive test. So if anything happens, I'll keep you guys updated. This is kind of interesting because things are not going well today for any teams. Yeah, the Jags, actually, surprisingly. I mean, besides the coaching staff and our practice squad, we, we haven't had any outbreaks. I mean, knock on wood, but nothing's happened to us. We're one of the few teams that hasn't really been impacted. But we do have good news, and the Texans, Lions, Washington, and Cowboys tests came back clean, so their games are good to go uh, for today. So, unfortunately, we're going to get those games because that's two bad teams, two bad games, or yeah, four I've... bad teams. I have fifty grand on the line for that Cowboys Redskins or I mean Washington football. I did not say that Washington football team game. And that's the only person that does that. People still do it. I mean, it's it is what it is. They there there's still talk of them being the Washington football team, or which I, I think know. is the ludicrous thing ever. But you know, if they want to do that, that's fine. We're just gonna make jokes about them. So yeah. Yeah, I have like I actually put some. I didn't put money down on them, but it's it's a prediction thing. So uh, Washington, please do what I tell you. But back to back to the Jaguars. Uh, we'll just go ahead and move on just into our coaching staff. I think we need a clean sweep. Doug Marone is terrible. I mean, I like him as a person, but he's not good. Todd Wash is terrible, and on Todd Wash, actually, Doug Marone actually in his own words, in a press conference said, "As long as I'm here." Todd Wash is safe. Uh, so, yes, I'd like you both gone. I'd also like Gruden gone. Gruden, he's not done anything that's made me want to keep him. He's actually kind of made me question him a lot. Uh, I'd pretty much get rid of any coach I could think of besides Keenan McCardell. He's, he's been really good. Uh, and just hire a whole new staff. But will Shaq Khan do that? That is a question, and I don't think so. I think he actually is going to finally do something because 
Um, I mean, he eventually got rid of Gus Bradley and he did that midseason. But I think this year he's going to keep him until the season's over. I think he does clean house. Because, I mean, if Shad Khan doesn't care, I mean, he cares about winning, but he doesn't care like other coach or other owners do. He just does it when it's absolutely necessary. And at this point, it's absolutely necessary when the season's over. So we, he probably knows we need a franchise quarterback. So we're going to wait till everybody's or when the season's over and then we're going to clean house. And then once Marone, for once Caldwell goes, everybody's going. I hope we keep Keenan. I, I'm, or uh, Keelan. I don't know. Oh, no, Keenan. Keenan. I get him mixed up with Keelan. Uh, Keenan, I hope he stays. I honestly think he could get a shot as offensive coordinator, but I don't know if the coaching staff that we hire will do that. So if I'm the, if I'm the Jags and I'm con, I uh, go get Bucky Brooks or Daniel Jeremiah, preferably Bucky Brooks. I like him. And if I'm Bucky Brooks, I get Joe. Um, yeah, I'd probably go after Joe Brady as head coach. I mean, I don't know. I got to look at the options when the season comes to an end or when things start eating up. But we definitely need to get a whole new staff and get a damn quarterback in the draft. Okay, so. yeah, uh, backtracking a little bit. I don't know how we talked about the offense and forgot our best player, James Robinson. Spinner! <laughs> um, James Robinson, a.k.a. Spinner. Uh, he's my favorite player on the team right now. Uh, I think he's most Jaguars fans' favorite player on the team. He is currently third in the league in rushing yards. He uh, already passed 1,000 all-purpose yards. And he's on pace for like 1,600 to 1,700 all-purpose yards. Uh, man, he is good. He's better than Fournette ever was. He's, I think he has the potential to be MJD just a little bit slower. And he could be the next big running back as long as he keeps this up and he stays in the franchise. But I love him. He's humble. He's cool. It, how do you feel about Spinner? That man is literally the face of the offense right now. And if they get a better – if they improve their O-line a little more, I think they're going to – I mean, it's a good decent note, pretty solid on the run game, but if they improve it just a little bit more and they add another piece to help that run offense, I think that he'll uh, he'll play even better than he is. And the biggest problem with us is we don't use him as much as we should because the offense is so bad. So we end up leaving the run game and going to the passing game to try to catch up, even though the game is already over every time because we just didn't get passing the ball right now. But I think once we balance things out, I think he has the potential to be a top five running back in the league for a long period of time. And considering he's an undrafted player that came from a Division two school, Division three. All I know is it's not a Division one school. It's not FBS. So if he can consistently do this and, oh, thinking about that is his workload is actually on pace and currently is the highest workload in NFL history. He has 90% of, 97% of the snaps so far in the league. And it's actually unheard of, especially in 2020, because usually you have a back running back that helps you take some time away. But this man is literally carrying this team more than MJD did back in 2011. And uh, <laughs> I don't know how he does it, but that man is a beast. And I really hope that he uh, ends up being during this team on the Need some backup help so he's not always running the ball and running him into the ground. No pun intended. Yeah, on that workload, uh, I was actually about to bring that up. He has, I believe, since Chris Thompson got hurt, who, I mean, he wasn't doing much, but he still was occasionally taking a carry or two. Uh, since then, he has taken every single handoff that we've given. 
No other running back on the team has had a has had a carry since Chris Thompson, which was weeks ago. He's been on IR for who knows how long. And besides that, you'd occasionally see Dara Gumbawale out there or Chris Thompson out there, maybe like three times. Um, Azigbo, he's been back, but we haven't even seen him be used. But yeah, Robinson has the definition of carried the load. And honestly, again, knock on wood, but we haven't seen him on the injury report at all, even though he's literally carrying every... I'm surprised we haven't seen him on there with a back injury. He, he's carrying the team. I think he was actually on the injury report this week or last week. It was just for shoulder, but it wasn't anything where it was like, oh, is he going to play? It just, I think he just had maybe a stick or something. Yeah, it was like a Monday he's, kind of just listed. Yeah, he's, he's just unbelievably incredible in terms of just playtime and how he's handled everything and where he went from. He probably went through, I think he was at fourth or third string. And we were originally going to roll with, of course, Fournette. Then we let go of Fournette. And then everyone felt well, Rick Armstead was the guy. But then he got COVID. And he's out for the season now. Yeah. Possibly, he, he, there is no like end of the tunnel, light at the end of the tunnel for him right now. It's looking yeah. really bad. He's got COVID multiple times, I think. Or he's been sick for He's been a in long the hospital. Time. Yeah, he's been in the hospital multiple times. And it's just not looking good for him. His career might be done. I mean, it's, it's that bad. But... Thoughts and prayers, Dan. I hope he. I do hope he comes back. I thought I, he. I believed he was the future running back. I was all excited about him. People were like, "Yeah, you know." I, I just thought he. He has like game breaking speed, and I thought he was the guy. But I really like Robinson. He's a humble guy. He's very quiet, and that's why those are the players I really like. And he shows on the field what he can do without saying anything. He just gets up, runs in your face, pushes you to the ground, stiff arms you. He just he does it all. He doesn't have the game breaking speed, but he makes up for it by being very physical. And he hits the holes at really good acceleration. So, yeah, his, I do believe that in the future. Yeah, his acceleration is fantastic. Like he, once he hits that hole, he hits it as fast as he can. While Leonard Fournette is running away from the hole. I mean, run away from the hole. He runs into the lineman's ass every time. No, just, <laughs> no what the funny thing is, like this weekend, like, I, Leonard Fournette. There's so many videos of him just having terrible vision. He literally gets the handoff facing the hole. He cuts away into the one lineman there. Like, he has, like, two holes each side, and he runs into the middle of them, into the lineman. It's like, what are you doing, bro? But anyways, let's move on to the defense real quick. Um, there's so much to talk about, so we're just going to kind of kind of jumble everything together because we could talk about this defense for probably hours. Um First, I'm going to start with the cornerbacks. I think we have possibly have two corner, the two cornerbacks of our future. We still need one more. I mean, I may be a little bit hasty, but C.J. Henderson, he's been up and down all year. I still think he's the future because what, what, what rookie cornerback doesn't get exposed? Even Jalen Ramsey got exposed at times. I mean, maybe not to this level, but still, every rookie cornerback gets exposed. Look at every every other rookie cornerback too. Jeff Akuda, he was picked number three, and and he's been a mess. But yeah, and then we have Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones has been very good. I don't know what more Sidney Jones could do to prove he's the future. He's picked off Aaron Rodgers. He has I think two or three interceptions in his first game against the Texans. He had like 
four or five pass breakups, one leading to an interception for Jared Wilson. Like, he has been fantastic. The only knock I could say is he, he let up that one catch on Mardell, or Marquez Valdez-Scantling. But, I mean, MVS is very fast. So, that's the only bad thing I've seen against Sidney Jones all season long since we've had him. So, I think those two guys could be the future, possibly. I say possibly, because you never know, Jags. But, yeah, I don't think anybody else on this team... Like, Trey Herndon, he's not that good. I mean, he, he played decently in the nickel, but he still gets exposed in coverage like an undrafted player you think would. Um, DJ Hayden is not who he used to be. Uh, Josiah Scott, we don't know much about him. And every other cornerback on the team is just not worth a note. I mean, Luck Barku... I still have high hope for him, but we still haven't given him reps. He's got like three in-game reps. But, yeah. How do you feel about uh, the linebackers? We'll give you the linebackers. Oh, the linebackers. Oh, my gosh. We got Miles Jack. Miles Jack is an all-pro. I don't, I, don't, I don't care what anyone says. Man's been balling when he's gotten when he's been on the field. Um, Schobert has been solid. Hasn't been amazing. Hasn't been terrible. He's had his moments of good games. Had his moments of not so great games. But he's been okay. He's been a solid signing for us. I definitely do believe that. I don't know how old he is, but I definitely do believe we need to look at that position in a couple of years. Maybe not next year, but the year after to find a potential eventual middle linebacker to replace him. Um, strong side has been a problem because of the injury to Leon Jacobs. So I think that. That position is also something we might need to look at in the draft, even maybe even free agency, maybe get Matt Judon, try to get him on the team for a contract. And uh, the consolation prize, obviously, would be Justin Simmons. But I definitely think the linebacker core isn't bad. It's just probably one piece away from being good. Shaq Quarterman's the backup linebacker, good special teamers, so I think he's good. He might be a potential look for as the future. I mean, he's a, he's a, run, he's a run defender first, but... Who knows how he'd do in pass defense, but I do think he's a good player, especially in special teams. Um, did you want to go into the lot of the cornerbacks as well, since I know you went into it? Uh, sure, you can go ahead and talk about the cornerbacks a little bit too. Well, <clears throat> so Henderson, I like him. At first, I was against the pick. I'll be honest, I was completely against it when he first did it. I was kind of mad. I was other players I would have wanted, especially like an alignment or something. But... I think he it will be okay. I mean, he's been up and down. His first game was amazing, and then he kind of came back to earth. But I think he just needs more time, you know, play time. I think he's got the potential to be a really good corner, um, especially if we get a better staff, you know. But I think he is locked in as cornerback at the number one cornerback slot. Um, I think Sidney Jones is also playing well enough to convince the new staff to be cornerback too. I mean, He's been playing really well, especially when he first came in. He was he balled out, and he's been still pretty solid. I mean, obviously, there's going to be games where cornerbacks get torched or something that happens to even the best, um, even Ramsey. Cornerback um, three, that's that's the, that's the tricky part. We need a nickel, and Hayden is done. His season's done, and apparently people are thinking that his uh, time with the Jags is up, and I, I firmly believe that. I mean, he's been struggling when he's been playing, and uh, – could be Scott at corner at nickel. It could be Clay Brooks. It could be even Herndon. But that'll be something to figure out as the year goes on. I think they're gonna end up. They're gonna probably look at drafting one. But if I had to pick a nickel or cornerback three, I would between Henderson or Herndon and uh, Scott. 
because I know we drafted Scott to beat the, the nickel. So I think Scott will win it out, though. But we'll have to see what happens as we move forward. Yeah. Okay, so now let's talk defensive line. Uh, first off, I'm going to start with the defensive tackles just because that was what everybody knew was going to be an interesting spot for us, especially with all the opt-outs. But for one, Devon Hamilton has been a steal. He has been arguably one of, if not the best defensive tackle drafted so far, like how they played. He's played better than Derek Brown, in my opinion. Javon Kinlaw hasn't done much since the beginning of the year. And I think... I think Devon Hamilton could be an argument for one of the best, if not the best, defensive tackle so far. Uh, and then Doug Costin has just recently replaced Taven Bryan as Taven Bryan has gotten benched. And, I mean, he was undrafted too, and he's looked pretty good. I mean, let's hold off on him because we all got super excited about Trey Herndon being undrafted. Uh, but Doug Costin, he's gotten pressure He's gotten past breakups when he couldn't get to the quarterback, throw his, throws his hand up, which is exactly what you're supposed to do. Uh, and he's just been pretty good in the middle. So we possibly have the two defensive tackles of our future, possibly. But I still think we do need one more guy. Avery Jones has been hurt, but also Avery Jones is like 95 years old. Um, so I think we need one more, one more defensive tackle guy that could either be the starter or be rotation piece for Doug Costin. Yeah, I'd really like to see those guys develop. And now let's go out to the edge. I'm going to start with the more bright side, Josh Allen. He's had a very down season, and his season might even be over now after the injury he just got. But he's been working so hard. Like There's times where it's like he's look, you look at him and you're like, what are you doing? And I do think he needs to gain his weight back and work on some stuff again and he definitely wasn't what what he was last year but he also is the only credible threat on the offensive line or on the defensive line so offensive lines would just throw everybody good his way and then they would also probably chip him with a tight end so he couldn't really do much he had two and a half sacks up to now and like i said might be just his whole season um he's been injured a lot too this year it's been it's been a rough year for him, but I mean against Green Bay, he was throwing offensive linemen. I still think there's so much promise for him, uh, and I still think he's a great player. I just think he needs more help. Like I think we need to get him another defensive end. But now let's move on to Chasen. Uh, Chasen per PFF out of 109 defensive ends, he's ranked number 109. He has been terrible. I mean. There's, I've not seen Chasen do one good thing. I mean, actually, I did see him get that one sack, but besides that, I don't think I've seen him do a good thing. He's been getting owned on the line. He's not even getting pressure. He's doing absolutely nothing besides taking up that spot. And I'm all for getting him reps, letting him develop, but that pick is not looking good at all right now, and... It, it does worry me, but I'm not completely off on him yet like I was Taven Bryan because he clearly has talent, and Taven Bryan just is an idiot. The end of story there. But yeah, how do you feel about the uh, defensive line? And then you can go and talk safeties. Oh, jeez. The defensive line. Probably one of the biggest issues on our team, if I'm being honest. I mean, 
we ended up benching David Bryan because he's literally a rock. Kid just did, dude just doesn't seem to have a brain. I mean, he's not very good. He has the gifted abilities, but he just isn't smart, and it shows. So, supposedly got a negative score on his Wonderlick, so that kind of explains a lot, if that's true. Um, but Taven got benched for Doug Costin, and the thing with Costin, he's, yeah, he's a, bad, he's an undrafted player, but defensive tackle is a different breed compared to cornerback like Herndon. Herndon's position is much harder. I mean, obviously, they're both difficult, but the, the differences between the two, I mean, um, I think Costin has the ability to be good. I mean, there's chances, more chances of finding a undrafted steal at, at, on the D line than there is uh, a cornerback position. So, I think that Costin definitely needs to get more reps. And if he continues to play well, I say give him a shot. I mean, I wouldn't stop that. I wouldn't stop it from looking at potentially getting a D lineman in the draft because we need all the help we can get. There's no such thing as enough D lineman. You always need a rotation. But I do believe that he's pretty solid. I do like Hamilton a lot. He was actually one of our friends' favorite picks, and he loved that pick. And I think it was I liked it too. I thought it was an absolute steal because the man's really good, and it's showing. I mean, he's got. We're getting better value out of him than the Panthers are getting out of Derek Brown. I know that Brown might be overall the better player right now, but from what we've been getting from Hamilton, he's definitely been better. And Hamilton's got some sacks. I don't think. Brown does. I think Brown is like a defend, run run defender first kind of guy. Hamilton is actually able to do both. Um, Hamilton actually had six sacks in college, if I'm not mistaken. He was pretty good. So I think Hamilton is going to be a cornerstone for that team uh, moving forward. Costin still up in the air. Hopefully he does well. And then you got the defensive ends. Robin or er, uh, Allen. Oh God, he's had a bad year. Now he's injured. He's out for three games, probably for the rest of the season. If if anything, I just don't see it want to bring him back. He needs to just call the season and come back stronger next year. He's in a slump right now. So hopefully we can uh, get him back on track. I think it's the lack of help on the D-line that's causing that. And then, you know, bad coaching, lack of season probably didn't help either our offseason. So hopefully he comes back stronger. And then Chasen, granted he's a rookie, but he's been struggling because we've not been using him properly. I mean, we've been using him on the line when we should be using him standing up, or even at linebacker, but Dodd-Wash doesn't know what he's doing, so he's using it properly, and he's struggling. So I think give him another season, he might maybe bulk up and uh, bring some better pass rush moves, and I think it'll be better next year. But if he's not, then we got to discuss getting another deal lineman to replace him. I think we get an insurance policy situation for him in the draft, maybe a mid-round guy on the defensive end, and uh, see how what happens there. At least get a rotation, too, because, I mean... It's not good. He has the gotten, most, he has but, gotten the but, most pressure on the line. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah, like the only guy who besides I mean, recently Devon Hamilton. But Josh Allen, he actually did have a decent amount of pressures in comparison to everybody else on the defense. Yeah, that, that is true. I mean, I've seen him get some push and stuff, it's just finishing and I think the problem with that is the lack of interior pass rush is why he's not able to finish because the quarterback's not being pressured up the middle. So his pressure's not really getting there as much as it would if he had like Calais or even just a better defensive lineman in general. So I think that the help in the D-line will get him to a better position moving forward, at least in the next year. And I think that's what we need to do uh, in the draft. But overall, I think there's a lot to grow, a lot, lot to be improved on that O-line D-line. Um, safety positions. 
man. That's another big need. Wilson is okay. Strong safety, Josh Jones is absolutely terrible. However, Daniel Thomas, when he's been playing, has been pretty solid. He did get a pick on um, Rodgers in uh, the, the Packers game. In the year. No, was it, was it, no, it was Ben Roethlisberger. I'm sorry. He picked off Ben Roethlisberger in the end zone before the game was over. He got too aggressive, and, and Thomas picked him off. So that was nice. Um, I do believe he needs to get some more chances this year before we determine what we want to do with the strong safety position. But if he continues to play well, I would say give him a shot at the starting position. But who knows at this point? I would, If we do... I would go get a free safety in the draft in the first or second round because you can't have Wilson and Thomas. You gotta one gotta go, and I think it's gonna be Wilson because Wilson's been there for a while, and we know what to expect of him. And free safety is more important than strong safety, so I would say we end up drafting somebody to replace uh, Wilson. Wilson comes a probably a uh, special teams guy, but I think we gotta replace the free safety position and see what we do from there, but there's definitely some holes to fill via the draft and uh, free agency coming up soon. Yeah, I think uh, free agency would also be key, especially for safety. There's some good safeties in free agency. Justin Simmons, um, John Johnson, and a few other guys, but again, we'll go into that uh, later time. But yeah, so those are our Jags takeaways. So now in these last, like, 15 minutes or so we're gonna go ahead and run through this week's schedule of games and uh, also give some takeaways on each team just since it's been a while since we've had NFL takeaways but first let's start with today Texans Lions Thanksgiving at 1230 I'm gonna take the Lions because the Texans are terrible and the Lions are Terrible, too, but they're not as terrible. Who are you taking? Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to... They're both bad teams, but I think Houston's in a better spot, at least offensively. I mean, I, I know a couple of Lions are out today. I think Galladay's out. Or, or uh, what's his name? Yeah, Galladay's out. Yeah, Galladay's out. I'm going to have to go with Houston. I mean, that's going to be a... Unfortunately, rough game to watch, but I'm still going to watch it just because football is football, even if it's the worst teams in the league. Hey, well, you never know. Two bad teams. Yeah, you know, um, two, two bad, bad teams can put up a freaking fight and a freaking back and forth game, but uh, I'm going to end up going with Houston, as unfortunately, even though they're a rival. But I, I, I like Houston, even though they're a division rival. They're not a team that I dislike, like the Titans. Fair enough. Fair I definitely enough. Have to go with All right. Uh, Oh wait, some takeaways. Texans, their team is terrible. Deshaun Watson is the is carrying. Um, they don't have a first round pick. They traded it to the Miami Dolphins, who are celebrating. They are rejoicing. And they don't have a second round pick either. Yeah, they don't have a Just second. Just no. Yeah, they don't They're have. They're They don't have any draft, basically any good draft. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is making them cry every night. And the Lions, they they're not as I mean, they're the Lions. They're the Lions. What what can you expect? But yeah, next game, Washington at Cowboys, 4.30 today. Uh, I'm actually going to take the Washington football team here. Call me crazy. 
but Alex Smith is actually, after now getting to actually start work with the starters, he's looked pretty good. Um, I think, like I said, I've been on this train for a while. I think Alex Smith is going to lead Washington to the division. It's not hard to do. Uh, Terry McLaurin is really nice. Uh, and the Cowboys, the Cowboys are terrible. They did just beat the Vikings. I will give them that. But they're still a terrible team. Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott is not having a good season. The offensive line is, all their stars are hurt. They have no offensive line anymore. They're on like their 75th quarterback. I think Andy Dalton is back, but you get the gist. Um, and the Cowboys are just a train wreck. And I think Washington is actually going to win this one. How do you feel, or who do you think is going to win? Uh, another three and seven versus three and seven team. Uh, teams. Um, honestly, I mean Dallas is on what their third string quarterback. Washington's on uh, Alex Smith, and I think Alex Smith is okay. I mean, he's not the same as he used to be. Um, I think Washington has a better team than them. And I think they have a brighter future as well. Because who knows what they're going to do with Dak? Um, I think Washington's in the running for a football QB as well, but in the draft. But I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Washington here. I just think they're a little better overall, especially the defense has potential to be pretty solid and get to uh, whoever's starting back at the in the Dallas behind the Dallas O line. But I think uh, I'm going to have to go with Washington. Yeah, Washington actually, their defense actually uh, confirmed killed Joe Burrow in, in multiple ways. Chase Young absolutely slaughtered him on that hit. And then they actually took his ACL, MCL, and a few other things too. Uh, prayers up to Joe Burrow. Long journey ahead. Uh, probably won't even play till late next season, if even playing next season. Uh, rough journey for him, but we'll talk more about that in a minute. But next game, Chargers, Bills. I'm taking the Bills. I think this is pretty easy to pick. A pretty easy pick. This is a Sunday game, one o'clock. Um, Chargers, besides Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen and that offense, they're a terrible football team. They have so many stars, but they just can't win. I don't get why. Justin Herbert is playing like a seasoned veteran. He's on pace for 37 touchdowns, uh, which would be a rookie record, and they can't win football games. I don't get it. I just don't get it. But the Bills, they have a really good defensive line. They're probably going to get to Herbert a couple times. Herbert's probably still going to do great, but they're probably still going to lose because the Bills, Josh Allen, and that offense are going to be too much to handle. Who do you got? I'm going to go be unorthodox here. I'm going to go with the Chargers. I think they're going to finally pull off an upset. I see this as a trap game. I think the Chargers finally get their win. They're coming off of a week where they got a close win over the Jets, and I know it's the Jets, but a win is a win, and you never know how far a win can take you, especially when you end that streak or long, we, long year of choking games. But I think the Chargers actually beat the Bills in a close game, of course. I don't think the Bills or the Chargers pull away significantly, but I think the Chargers pull off an upset and surprise the Bills, and I think the Bills end up starting. I feel like the Bills will start to struggle, to be honest. I think they were overhyped a little bit, and Allen has been up and down this year. He's had amazing games, and he had some bad games, so I think the Chargers pull off an upset and win this game. Alright. Alright, next game. Sunday, 1 o'clock, Titans at Colts. I have... The Colts actually got the better of the Titans last time, and this is interesting, because I think they're they're both good football teams 
The Titans have been kind of on a downward hill kind of recently, besides that Ravens game, but it is the Ravens who aren't that good this year. We'll get about we'll talk about them more soon. But yeah, I just the Titans have kind of gone downhill. Colts have actually gone the other way. They've gone up. I'm going to take the Titans just because I don't think the Colts are going to be able to sweep them. I think they're going to split the series this year. It's it's that simple. <laughs> Who do you got? Oh, man. That's another close game uh, or close decision. But then after seeing how the Titans have been playing the last couple weeks and the Colts absolutely demolished them. I think like I think the Colts can actually two zero them this year, and the Colts have just been on 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 an upward trend, and I think they're going to be a really good team in the AFC. Um, so I'm going to honestly go with the Colts here. I think the Colts beat the Titans, go two zero against them in the year, and I think the Titans can end up falling down to being a um, wild card pick because I mean nine and seven. Right, we're good, but. I think that teams are figuring him out, and when you figure out Henry, dude, that's that's huge. And I think that people are starting to figure out how to take him down. Problem is Ryan Ryan Tannehill is solid, but I think some games he's just not. He's not a perfect quarterback. He's not an amazing quarterback. He's a good quarterback. I will say that much. He's not like Blake Bortles, like we were with the run game first. So I think the Titans are starting to go down a little bit, and I think the Colts take this one here. Yeah, um, they're in an interesting situation. Uh, Titans are still fighting to go nine and seven. That that looks to be their goal right now. Uh, they may have started with six wins, but you know, in Titans fashion, last season they started terribly. They fought to get nine and seven. This year they started good, and they're gonna fight to lose to get to nine and seven. But yeah, next game. Another 1 o'clock game, Panthers-Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikings. I think uh, the run game of the Vikings is going to demolish the Panthers. And Kirk Cousins, hopefully he does not sell. But yeah, the Panthers, they might be without Teddy Bridgewater again. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, P.J. Walker, he was actually not even too bad. But I could see the Panthers winning, but I'm just going to take the Vikings in that run game. Who do you got? Vikings and Panthers. Hmm. I feel like that could be a good game. Um. Ah, uh, uh, that's tough. I'm going to be honest. It's kind of a tough one. Panthers have been up and down this year, so have the Vikings. Uh, I'm going to go with the Panthers. I think P.J. Walker starts to come into his own. I think he starts to be a, become a decent quarterback. I like him a lot. I liked him in the XFL. So I think the Panthers get the W here. And uh, I, I do really like P.J. Walker. I hope he continues to be the starter. I honestly hope he's the franchise. I mean, he played well in the XFL, granted it's the XFL. But I think he can be a good quarterback in this league if they give him the opportunity to be one. Okay. That's fair. I mean, P.J. Walker, uh, he actually, the reason he got into the XFL was because Andrew Luck told his dad, who was the commissioner, to give P.J. Walker a look, and he did, and we see where P.J. Walker is now. But yeah, next game is the Browns at Jaguars. I'm going to take the Browns, because the Jaguars are a dumpster fire of a football team. How about you? Yeah, I, I think that's an easy one. Browns, next! <laughs> no, but um, 
I, the Browns are a better rounded team. The Jaguars are struggling. We have Mike Glennon, that third round or third string quarterback in, and we are just in. We're we are in such a bad shape. I just want the season to be over so we can start talking about the draft more without being criticized for it. Because I know you don't like being going into draft mode until the season's over, which is understandable, but it's inevitable at this point. We are in shambles. The team is not good. We just need to get to that point so we can hopefully have a new staff and new front office. Yep. Now, Giants at Bengals. I'm going to take the Giants. The Bengals, they have wide receivers hurt. Uh, they don't have Joe Burrow, who is, uh, again, single-handedly carrying that football team. Uh, I don't see the way the Bengals win because they are playing uh, Allen. Uh, I forgot his first name. But, yeah, he, he actually used to play for the Jags at one point, but he's terrible. Uh, the Bengals, I don't see a single way they win that football game. And uh, I think Danny Danny Dimes is he's gonna look like Danny Dimes, not Danny Pennies. Nonetheless, who do you got? Danny Pennies. <laughs> um. Uh. Oh, Jaguars legend Brandon Allen is starting for the Bengals, so that's cool. Um. Honestly, I mean it's the battle of two bad teams. We need the Giants to win actually, because the Bengals don't need a quarterback. So. I'm gonna say the Giants because not because I we need them to win, but because they have a quarterback. I mean, both teams are bad, but I think the Giants are in a better position. So I'm gonna go with the Giants to win against the Bengals. All right, Cardinals at Patriots. This one could get interesting depending on how the Patriots decide to play, but I'm gonna take the Cardinals. The Cardinals they look like a pretty good football team. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins absolutely broke the hearts of Bills fans and Texans fans for just, you you know why. Um, Kyler Murray, I gotta be honest, he has looked pretty good. I still don't like him, but he's been pretty dang good. Uh, and Larry Fitzgerald is still catching every single football thrown his way. Uh, I, don't, I mean, you could count that one interception that Murray threw like five yards behind him and he still tried to catch it, but it ended up not being caught and becoming an interception. It depends on how you want to classify that, but that kind of ball was really low and like six yards behind him, it seemed like. But yeah, I got the Cardinals winning this one. I think they're just a much better football team. Cardinals. I, I think they're sleepers, by the way. I really do. I mean, they beat the Seahawks. Granted, the Seahawks defense stinks. But I do believe the Cardinals are a good team this year. And Kyler Murray is pretty solid, I must say. But I think the Cardinals win this game. I could see an upset potentially happening. But I think the Cardinals are just a better overall team. And I think they're going to be a very good team in the playoffs. And I think they could go pretty far. And I, I personally, if they do make the playoffs, I'm rooting for them just because I want to see Fitzgerald get a damn ring. He, he deserves it. He's been in the league for God only knows how long. And he deserves it more than anyone at this point, and I think this is the year he can do it. All right, next game, Dolphins at Jets. Jet Jets are going to lose, but and Dolphins are going to win, but please, Jets, please win a football game. All right, who do you got? I think this should be no question, but... Oh, God, the Dolphins and Jets. Well, ah... Uh, uh. The Dolphins are starting Tua, so I mean Tua struggled when he played. I mean, they, everyone said, "Well, that was injury," but I mean, Flores literally came out and said it was because of his performance. So, Tua starting, I think 
Dolphins should win this, obviously. But I'm going to be uh, be bold here, and I'm going to pick the Jets to get their first win of the game, or first win of the season. Please. Why? Why? Dolphins are a good team. However, I'm not sold on Tua, and I think Tua is going to end up getting pulled again if he struggles, which would be a mistake because they're just only hindering his his confidence. So I think the Jets somehow, if Darnold plays especially, I think the Jets finally pull off a victory, get a victory, pull off a miracle, and beat the Dolphins. I think this is the one of two games that they can win this year, Patriots being the next one again because they almost beat them with Joe Flacco. And I think that if Darnold starts or whenever Darnold starts, they have a chance to win every single game. And if they do, Jags fans are going to be excited. Yep. All right, next game, Raiders at Falcons. These are still 1 o'clock games. Feels like we've been talking 1 o'clock games for a week. But Raiders at Falcons, I'm going to take the Raiders. They're actually a pretty good football team. They took the Chiefs down, Saints down, almost took the Chiefs down a second time. They've been they've been sleepers. I'm taking the Raiders and uh, Derek Carr. Derek Carr has quietly been a top 10 quarterback this year, believe it or not. I mean... Granted, he didn't have the best game. I mean, he had a decent game recently, except for that pick at the end. But as soon as that happened, everyone started saying, oh, there's Derek Carr, we all know and love. And I'm like, guys, it's one game. Like, it happens to the best. I mean, even Brady's doing it. But granted, Brady's kind of towards his end of his career. But this is a game that the Raiders got should and must win. Falcons are just not good. So I'm going to pick the Raiders here. And I think the Raiders are also a sleeper and have the potential to make the playoffs and be pretty solid playoffs. I really like the fact that we've got two additional slots, one additional slot per, per uh, conference for the playoffs. And I think that's going to benefit some teams. And I think it could lead to surprise surprises as well. And I think the Raiders might be one of them. All right. Now, next game. This was actually the game that was moved from tonight. Ravens-Steelers, if it is played still Sunday. I'm going to take the Steelers. The Ravens are kind of a dumpster fire right now. Uh, they got guys that are going to be out because of Corona, including our beloved friend, Calais Campbell. He has Corona. That's one of the most depressing things I've ever said in my life. But, yeah, I, the Ravens, I mean, they're one of the few teams you could say might beat the Steelers, but it's in Pittsburgh. So... I think the Steelers are going to win it, go 11-0. Who do you got? Yeah, this is kind of easy. Steelers are going to pull this one off if they play Sunday. I think they will. I mean, if they don't, I'm surprised, to be honest. But I think this is a game where the Steelers got to win. The Steelers will win. People are, gonna, are starting to write off the Steelers because they're beating bad teams. But the Ravens aren't a bad team necessarily. They're just not playing like they were because, let's be real, I'm not – I'm just – I've never been sold on Lamar Jackson. I just don't think he's – if you're a passer, I think he's a run-first quarterback. It shows if you contain him, he's going to struggle when he passes the ball. He's not a terrible passer, but he's not an elite player when it comes to passing the ball. And Ravens fans are defending him until, he, until the day they die. But I do not believe that Lamar Jackson is as good as people think he is. There's a reason why he dropped the position he dropped. He's, not, he's a good quarterback, but he's not an elite player. Breaking news. Uh, running back DeAndre Swift for the Lions is officially out today, along with well, along with Kenny Galladay, Danny Amendola, and a few other guys. Oh, Jeff Akuda is also out today too. Yeah, 
lions are done. They're getting beat by the Texans. So, good luck, lions. But yeah, um, before we move on, who's going to beat the Steelers? Like, I, I don't think they're going to go 16-0, and but who's going to beat them? Well, now that you mentioned that, let me pull up their schedule and see if I can uh, figure out what team they're playing. Too. They play the Ravens, Washington, Bills, Bills and Colts. Oh, the Colts. Okay. Browns too. Browns too, maybe. Uh, okay, so they're not, they're not losing to the Browns. The Browns absolutely got wrecked by them. So I think the Steelers beat the Browns. So they, they're going to beat Ravens. They're going to beat Washington. I think the two games they could lose, and I think they will lose, is the Colts and the Bills. But yeah. if they don't, they have a really strong shot of going 16 and out. They're not losing to the Bengals unless – the only way I see them losing to the Browns is if they bench their players because if they get the number one seed. They but will they don't, probably bench their players. They, oh, yeah, right. yeah, they're going to get the number one seed. So if they get the seed, first seed, they're going to probably bench the Browns or against the Browns, bench their players against the Browns. But the chances yeah. of going to the CNL are pretty solid. But I do think that they have potential to lose either the Bills or the Colts. Okay. More the Colts. Yeah, 14-2 and two would, be a solid, would be a solid prediction for them to finish. All right. Okay, that gives me some reassurance. <laughs> They're not gonna, not gonna go sixteen and zero and get knocked out real quick. Uh, but yeah, next game: Saints Broncos. I'm gonna take the Saints. The Broncos again are also another dumpster fire. Who everybody was like, oh, they're gonna be really good because they got all these wide receivers. Drew Locke, blah blah blah. Drew Locke is garbage though, and their wide receivers are hurt. Von Miller hasn't played since like. Week two, because he's been out. Um, yeah, I think the Saints are going to win this, even if Taysom Hill, even with Taysom Hill playing, he played pretty well last week. So, yeah, I'm taking the Saints. Saints, Saints, Saints. Um, honestly, I just lost the schedule. <laughs> Hold on. I figure out where the game is. Oh, um,. Broncos and Saints. Uh, are they starting Taysom Hill again? Yes. <sighs> Broncos have not been good. Saints have been okay. I want to go with the Saints. The Broncos, unfortunately, Lou Locke is struggling. I don't think he's the guy. I think that Elway is going to pick another quarterback in the draft somewhere. I don't know where they're picking, but I think they're going to end up picking one. And I would not be surprised if he drafted Kyle Trask, just saying. But yes, sir, Kyle Trask. I would be, I would not be surprised at all if they picked the quarterback and then being Trask. I think Trask is a good pick for them. To be honest, a good fit. Um, I preferably see him want to see him go to like a team like the Colts with the Saints or the Bucks, but I could definitely see him going to the Broncos. Um, he fits that Elway. I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the Saints in this game. Yeah. Also, before we move on, you say the Saints are okay, but the Saints are the number one seed in the NFC. Yeah, I say they're okay because, like, I don't know. I feel like they're gonna. They're always good in this regular season, but then yeah. postseason, and it's like, well, I mean, I don't know. I I just don't. I'm not sold on them. I I think they're a good team, but they're not like a team I'd be worried about in the playoffs. To be fair, I'm not but, sold on any NFC team. <laughs> I, there's too many teams in that division, that that conference, that are just like. Ah, it, it it is a wide open field in that area. I mean, then you got the AFC. I mean, it's obviously the Chiefs, that team beat, but um, NFC is stacked. I mean, you got let's see, you've got, you know, you got the, the Rams. 
Actually Rams, playing well. They're on the upgrades are up and down. Seahawks have a great offense, terrible defense. The Packers have been interestingly sh- struggling, unfortunately for them, but which we'll get into that later. Um, of course, an NFC East team is going to win the division, which means that they were going to probably have a six and ten team, getting a wild card home game, which is absolutely disgusting. But you know, it is what it is. Um, but Cardinals. I mean, it's it's really a wide open field. It's anybody's game in that division, in that in that conference. Yep. But okay, on to an NFC West matchup: 49ers at Rams. I'm gonna take the Rams because the 49ers beat them last time. The Rams are a much better football team. I hate saying this, but the Rams are a good football team, and uh, we're gonna get a terrible draft pick. But yeah, Rams over 49ers, 4:05 Sunday. Yeah, that's an easy pick for me. I'm gonna pick the Rams. They're gonna split their uh, their series, and 49ers unfortunately aren't the best team. I mean, they've been struggling with injuries. I mean, they've been playing better than they should, and I think they're gonna be a good team next year, especially if they get quarterback. Because I don't, I don't think Garoppolo is coming back. I think they're. Oh, I don't know what their situation is with this contract, but I think that they could end up looking at quarterback. But I don't think they will. I think they'll end up sticking it out with him. But if I were them, I would find another quarterback. I like Garoppolo, but I don't think he's the guy. After that Super Bowl, I was I, that's when I kind of gave up on him. But the, uh, I, I'm gonna have to go with the Rams. Yep. Next game, big matchup: Chiefs at Buccaneers. Four twenty-five. This one's interesting because the Chiefs are a very good football team, and I'm actually gonna take the Chiefs to win this. But I could see the Buccaneers winning. Uh, the Buccaneers they are terrible in prime time, but luckily this is not a prime time game, so. The Buccaneers are not out yet. Oh, man, the Bucks. Uh, oh, the Chiefs are playing the Bucks. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs there because uh, the Bucks are just up and down. Brady's been struggling. And uh, I just, oh, geez, I, I feel bad for the Bucks. I mean, they, they went all in on Brady, and, and he's just been up and down. And I don't think – I think this is needs to be his last year. Will it be his last year? Probably not because who knows with that man. But he has not been the quarterback they expected him to be. And his clutch abilities have definitely been non-existent this year. I mean, unless there's something I'm missing. I, I mean, the last game, he threw a pick and that was game. So I think the Bucks are going to take an L here. So I'm going with the Chiefs. He said he'd retire when he sucks. So I think he's retiring soon. He, Yeah, on Brady a little bit. His stats on throws past 20 yards, he has no touchdowns, multiple interceptions, barely any completions, and it's, it's just a train wreck. Uh, he does have Antonio Brown, who's been actually not too bad recently, but into the second last game, Sunday night football at 8.20 p.m. is the Bears versus the Packers. I think the Packers are going to win. Because the Bears are a train wreck of a football team. I've said that all day long, but yes, they are a train wreck as well. Mitch Trubisky is back in the starting position as Nick Foles is hurt and not even a good football player. And the Packers are pretty good against bad football teams. Who do you got? Well, the Packers, because it's, it's funny, I mentioned earlier, they uh, they haven't been the best lately. They almost lost to the Jags. Granted, if we had a quarterback... I think we would have beat the Packers, 
but of course we didn't. Even if Minshew played, I think we would have had a chance to beat them, but we did not. So the Packers have been struggling lately, lately, especially on defense. Um, for some reason, Mike Betton is terrible, and uh, they've got some issues on the defensive uh, defense in general. Um, and then for some reason, the offense even hasn't been the most the best lately. I mean, they've actually last game they only used Aaron Jones on fifty percent of the snaps, and um, the Packers fans are very confused as to why they're doing that. So. I'm going to pick the Packers, though. I think this is a game where the Bears are going to take an L because the Bears are just terrible. Um, but, yeah, Packers in this game, by a decent margin. I don't think it's going to be blowout by any means, but I think they'll win by, like, maybe 10 or something like that. So. All right, final game, Monday Night Football, 8.15 p.m., Seahawks at Eagles. No question, Seahawks are going to murder the Eagles. Who do you got? Yeah, Seattle's going to take this one. I mean, Carson Wentz is in shambles. I think that whole team is in shambles. However, I think that before the season ends, I think that Jake Kirks needs to get a start, and I think they will, because Carson can't get his, his act together. He's a struggle, and they have nothing to lose. Why not give him a shot? I mean, they draft him in the second round. I mean, and they're not using him properly at all. They're not even using him like Taysom Hill like the, the Saints are. So I think if Carson struggles in this game, there's a potential we could see uh, Jalen Hurts, and I would be all over that. I would be very excited to see him play. I think he has the potential to be pretty solid, so I hope they do that. And uh, tough luck for Wentz, but he has been in shambles. Yep. But yeah, I hope you guys did enjoy this episode of the podcast. It's a little bit longer than normal, but it has been a long time. So hope you guys did enjoy, and we will see you guys in the next episode, whenever that is. So see y'all. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Have a safe day.